Because that's S H I T. That spells shit. We're aware, and I know that's fucking weird. But listen to this shit. Hey, you, you listener, you. Hi, I'm Bethany V. Welcome to shit. Uh, I want to talk about something super fun today. I want to talk about pain. I want to talk about pain. I want to, I feel called to talk about pain because I've been feeling some pain. Um, and not just in my left wrist and fingers for some reason. I don't, I don't know if there's a carpal tunnel thing going on or what I'm, but I'll figure it out, I suppose. Uh, I've been feeling some pain. (laughs) Okay, Bethany, this is now where you elaborate. Oh, okay. Um, so we, we all have pain. Uh, uh, if I'm going to get, you know, specific, um, a lot of the pain that I've been feeling, uh, was sort of, um, sparked by some conversations that I had with my mother this, this past week. And, um, I would love to get more into detail, but for the sake of certain privacies, um, or, you know, maybe I'll save them for a, a, a potential future memoir. I, I'll spare, I'll spare a lot of the details, but what I want to say is that I had a conversation with my mom. She asked me to do something, you know, with regards to an old painful family situation that I have tried to stay out of that really doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, but this involved crossing. My mom asked me to do something that for me was crossing a line. It wasn't something I was willing to do. And I, and I drew a boundary and I expressed my thoughts and feelings about it. And it didn't go very well. Um, that said, I was very pleased with how I handled the situation, but regardless, you know, it's, it's not, it's not fun to have really deep conversations that are painful, that bring up painful issues when, you know, the, the, the loved one, whomever this may be, isn't willing to understand or hear what, what seem to be rational matters, rational thinking. It's some uncomfortable shit. And it, 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 it's especially emphasized right now because I have been staying with my mom for some months. And I, I'm very grateful that it has been relatively peaceful. It's actually, I would say, been 
a very healing time for me at home. That said, it's also bringing up a lot of feelings that I think that I have been repressing for years, which is funny to me because I always joke about how I have a lot of feelings. So what have I been repressing? And I I think what I've been repressing is maybe the 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 thick of it the the bulk of the pain the stuff that I maybe never really confronted you know but then the other side of my brain is like well we've been confronting it for years you've been in therapy um half your life and what more I mean we we know we know the 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 pain sources here we know that and you know, so there's, there's, there's layers of things that are, that are happening, but I've been, I've been feeling some shit over the last few days and, and I don't like it. And and it, I had a conversation with a friend, um, a really good friend of mine who has been a really wonderful part of me, of my growth, especially in the last couple of years. This is a friend who suggested I check out Al-Anon meetings and I've been in Al-Anon now for two years and, and it's great but I was talking to a, a really close friend over the weekend with regard to my situation with my mom and um, she told me she said I don't think that you have dealt with the pain that you have felt surrounding these certain issues from the time you were younger you know and I and it was very triggering to hear this because I thought, well, I don't, what do you, I mean, I sort of have been dealing with this pain. You know, this is why I do X, Y, and Z and ABC. And as the more she started to to speak and, 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 you know, and talk about her own experience, because we have a lot in common as far as, um, you know, complicated parental relations go, I started to feel really aggravated because I thought this is so, this is so inconvenient. I don't, I don't, I thought to myself, I don't have time to deal with this. I'm too busy. I've been too busy feeling good. I've been creative and working on my comedy stuff and doing a whole bunch of shit for self-care and finding times to be silly and trying to be lighthearted. I don't have time to deal with this pain, you know, and then I, I, I was crying and and talking to her and and it's so funny because she was she was smiling she was she she was saying that she was really proud of me for acknowledging uh, certain things and feelings and how she's you know been there through many specific issues that I have do I want to call them issues? I'm so used to calling them issues. I, I don't know if if I want to use that language. She's been there with me through some difficult feelings and, and, and attachments and, and certain things that, that um, have caused me to feel painful shit over the last couple of years. And she was looking at me. We were FaceTiming. And I said... 
this is so aggravating. I don't want to deal with this right now. This is, this is bullshit. And she was smiling and she said, you know, I'm so proud of you. I didn't think that you would be, um, just ready to face certain things that you're telling me about, you know, with regard to old pain and, and, my relationship with my mother and, you know, and, and all that. And again, I was just annoyed, but I, I, I recognized on her face and in her words that I, I know what, I know what she's talking about. I, I know what it's like to look at a loved one and think, man, there is so much potential here and you are really going through it, but you are, you are work like you're finding your way, you're trudging your way through old things, you know, things that you haven't really allowed yourself to feel for so long. I, I recognized that face because I've, I've done this with people and I, and I can recall thinking, man, I know you're feeling so much pain right now, but you're really doing it. You're, you're working your way through it and you're, you're doing it. You're it's, and it's, it's, it's bravery. You know, it takes courage to, to face feelings that we don't want to face um, so I did appreciate that, you know, but then my black and white thinking went to, well, what am I supposed to do then? How do I deal with this pain? And then I started feeling all of these old resentments come up. And so I've sort of been, um, I've been in a low vibrational space for, for a few days. And I actually, am going to read something to you. I read an excerpt from this a couple of months ago. Um, it's, it's, the book is called The Language of Letting Go. It's written by Melanie Beattie. It's a daily reader. They're daily meditations on, on codependency. Um, but you know, I think this applies to everyone. And I had to look in the, the index and I looked up the word pain because I thought, I know in one of these days of this daily reader, she says some sh some good shit about pain. So I found that this is actually from September 8th. But um, the excerpt is longer than this, but I'm going to read it just the second half of it. She writes, It takes courage to be willing to stand still and feel what we must feel. Sometimes we have what seems like endless layers of pain inside us. Pain hurts. Grief hurts. Sadness hurts. It does not feel good, but neither does denying what is already there. Neither does living a lifetime with old and new pockets of pain packed, stored, and stacked within. It will only hurt for a while, no longer than necessary, to heal us. We can trust that if we must feel pain, it is part of healing and it is good. We can become willing to surrender to and accept the inevitable painful feelings that are a good part of recovery. Go with the flow, even when the flow takes us through uncomfortable feelings. Release, freedom, healing, and good feelings are on the other side. And then this is sort of like a meditation here. She says, today I am open and willing to feel what I need to feel. I am willing to stop my compulsive behaviors. I am willing to let go of my denial. I am willing to feel what I need to feel to be healed, healthy, and whole. 
And this is such a helpful reminder for me. And if you're wondering, if you have any curiosity uh, to the line where she says, I'm willing to stop my compulsive behaviors, that can mean so many things. Um, it sound, It can sound a little bit alarming if you aren't super familiar with codependency or obsessive thinking or even addiction. You know, compulsive behaviors can be anything that we do to feel better. They don't necessarily have to be super unhealthy things, but they're things that we find ourselves doing when we're feeling pain uh, to avoid feeling it. And I understand this so well because even though I'm sober now, I, I, I definitely eat my feelings. You know, I, I find that I really do have an attachment to food um, and not that I'm saying, you know, this isn't, this doesn't have to be bad or wrong, but I do know that when I'm feeling uncomfortable feelings, I tend to want to take action or do something to focus on something, uh, to, to not feel that when, when in reality, Pausing and, and realizing that we're feeling something that we don't want to feel, letting ourselves feel it. I mean, there's no specific time frame, but I can't tell you how long I have been running from painful feelings, all the while still feeling painful feelings, which which prompted the question for me, so what exactly am I running from if, I, if I'm already feeling them? And I think that I was just feeling a little bit of pain sort of all of the time because I wasn't really letting myself feel it in a deeper way, right? So, you know, feeling pain doesn't feel good, especially because we may think to ourselves, well, if I let myself feel that, I'm going to go off the deep end or this is going to open up an entire saga of God knows what. And the truth is, is that it might, but I am learning that it, it doesn't last that long. It might last a couple of days if you're really allowing yourself to feel it. But the interesting thing is that even when you're feeling a lot of pain and, and giving yourself permission to do so, that doesn't mean that you have to be feeling it the entire day. You could choose five minutes if you want to and say, I'm going to let myself feel what I've been avoiding for a long time. I'm going to feel it for these five minutes and then I'm going to try and let it go for the day and enjoy the rest of my day. But it's so easy, I know, for me to get caught up in not wanting to feel these uncomfortable things because they're fucking uncomfortable. Who wants to feel uncomfortable? That said, uncomfortability, man, really, really, really is what allows us to often make changes and allows us, uh, us to grow. Um, when I think of, when I think of, say, addiction, you know, I, 
I, the first thing I think of is, is my father who I love so much, you know, he's been addicted to, to painkillers most of his life. And, you know, now he also smokes a a bunch of weed and, and he also uses humor. I, I get my sense of humor from my dad. I am so my, my dad's daughter. It's, it's crazy. But I think of my dad and I think of the fact that he has been using pills mainly for so many decades. And I know that my dad has all of this underlying pain, but he's never talked about it. He's not really willing to talk about it. He covers it up with jokes. He's, you know, he doesn't want to feel it. And I think he's kind of developed the mentality, well, there's nothing to be done with this. This is, this is a bullshit feeling. I don't want to feel this. So let me just do what I can to feel good or to, to completely numb myself out. And I recognize that because he has done that, he has severely stunted his emotional growth. And I mean, I, I fucking love my dad. I really do. He's there for me in, in the best way that he knows how. He really is. In the way that he knows how. That's the key phrase. But he's not capable of, of emotional... Um, emotional... Not, not empathy, but he... He's willing to listen, sort of, if he, if, when he doesn't interrupt... And, and, you know, and tries to relate to what I'm saying, but he's not willing to feel his own pain in a bigger way. So for, so for somebody else to feeling, to be feeling so much pain, you know, it's very uncomfortable for him. So I'm using my dad as an example, but this can go for anybody. This person doesn't have to have addiction. This, this can go for, for anyone who is doing anything they can to avoid feeling their pain. You know, you could be a workaholic. You could be addicted to your phone. I mean, you could have multiple things. There's so many things. It doesn't have to be uh, a substance. I think something that we so often forget, and I know I forget this. I forget it. And I've been in therapy and I'm sober and I'm doing all of this self-help, self-care shit. Um... But I I forget that there are there are kind of hidden denials that 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 happen as well, you know. So here I am, and I'm trying to be of service by helping others and and sharing what I have learned and and trying to help people, you know, even just with this podcast using my own experience. But I have felt so uncomfortable in in so many different ways being home in Pittsburgh, staying with my mom. And it's not, it's not, I I can't, I'm not going to, I can't just blame my mom. I mean, I, I could, but that, that is sort of, that is such a, that is a total deflection, you know, um, whether or not, you know, she's been, a big source of, of certain pain, you know, sure. 
But the fact is, is that I have had pain that I haven't looked at in a deeper, in a deeper way. And, and, and by that, I mean, I think that the, the pain that I felt over the years with regards to my mom and sister who do not have a relationship and I've always kind of felt uh, sandwiched in, in between them and from a young age I would try and, and fix any issues which is so sad and funny because Jesus I mean, I'm 35 now and I, you know, it's, it's still proven to not be effective, but uh, one of the things I did to make myself feel better and to try and feel less pain because of certain situations that were out of my control, you know, I, I was very much a people pleaser and I, I wanted everybody to get along and I would make sure to get along with everybody. And I would, you know, I would use humor and all of these things made me feel safer. Now, all of these things, you know, okay, you know, in, in a way, you might think, well, those sound lovely. You know, at least you're not uh, doing something more damaging. But even just with me people-pleasing or, or going out of my way to try and fix a situation... Um, I'm doing a disservice to myself just because I'm, I, I'm trying to cover up the pain by, by overcompensating for, for situations that I can't control, you know? Um, I, I, I want to think of an example if, if just to, just to maybe allow this to make a little bit more sense. Um, for instance, okay, so growing up, my mom and my uh, older sister have always had a very tumultuous relationship. And I, there were many times when I thought I, I, maybe I need to remove myself, not just from their situation, but from both of these relationships for a while. And I was too afraid to do that. I was, I was I was afraid of not having them. I was afraid of being cut off. I was, uh, you know, the, the, the pain of potentially not being in their good graces, you know, and, or feeling rejected by them was, was too heavy to me. So I always wanted to be very as agreeable as possible and understand both sides to the story. And I've, I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah, I've, I've definitely set some pretty great boundaries. Um, and, 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 and I finally have, have gotten to a place where I do focus on myself more. Um, but that said, things are always going to come up and continually certain certain pain if we don't really deal with them head on 
But I understand it is so much easier to try and distract ourselves. My God, the, the world we live in today, it is so easy to distract ourselves from feeling shit that we, that we don't want to feel. And, you know, it's so funny because little, little denials. I mean, I find myself, uh, even in the mornings when I wake up, um, I might be feeling fine. But if I'm maybe really paying attention, there's something that's bothering me a little bit. And instead of maybe looking at it, accepting it, okay, what can I do next? I might find myself scrolling on my phone or or just doing something that will make me feel better. Anything for just like a quick sort of dopamine rush or anything just to feel a little bit better. You know, and as far as my own personal circumstances go, I, I do have clinical depression. Uh, I am on Zoloft. Thank you, Zoloft. Love it. Um, but there is a little part of me that, that feels and fears that am I always going to feel this bit of this certain pain that I feel like I've been carrying my whole life? And the answer is maybe, who knows? But what I do know is that I have learned that I don't have to be a victim to my feelings. So this is where things get a little tricky for me. I've said this many times before in previous episodes, but one of the biggest lessons I learned this year is that I don't have to be a victim to my feelings, right? I don't have to base my life and my actions on how I am feeling alone. You know, I can allow the feelings to be there and I don't have to identify with them. I don't have to allow them to, you know, be in the driver's seat. You know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of compartmentalizing. It's saying, okay, I see you. I accept you. What can I do for myself in this moment that might make me feel better, that that hopefully isn't completely distracting, you know, but, you know, acknowledging the pain and then choosing to do something that might make me feel better. So it's like this, it's this very, it's not, I was going to say specific, it's, it's not specific, you know, it's, it's. For me, before I would feel a feeling, I, I would do something based on the feeling, and then I would just keep perpetuating my feelings. And uh, looking back on it, I realized it was just kind of a level of insanity. You know, I would focus on what feels bad, and then I would just perpetuate it more and more and more. And here I was, you know, just thinking that I am uh, doing the best I can you know, and, and, and categorizing myself like, well, I'm, but I'm a good person because I've done this, this, and this. And, you know, this shit is just not black and white. We, we do have a choice. We, we choose whether or not we want to face our shit. And, but where the trickiness has come from is, oh, but I know how to feel good now though, but I know how to 
I know what I can do to make myself feel better. And I am finally at a place where I want to feel good. So what happens when that pain comes up? That's where it gets tricky. Because it's like, well, okay, I'm feeling the pain. Am I? Because here, I got to call myself out. The last few days, I've been feeling the pain. But I also recognize that I am also very actively still trying not to feel the pain. So I'm doing that thing where I say, okay, I see you pain. You're there. Well, let me focus on this. You know, and it's it's still feeling a bit painful. And, and again, there's no real science to this. But I know one thing for sure. And that is if I don't deal with what is bothering me, I, I am, it is going to keep coming up. It doesn't matter if it's in a different format or not. I, I'm going to, these patterns that create that pain are going to keep playing themselves out until we acknowledge it, feel it, and then decide to take some sort of contrary action, hopefully doing something differently than we normally would, you know, or understanding that we aren't a victim of our circumstances. We are a volunteer. And no, I don't mean that, you know, we should have been able to control all of this shit that's happened in the past, you know, especially with other people. We can't control other people. We can control how we want to show up for ourselves and for others. That doesn't mean we can control how we're going to feel. But if we allow ourselves to feel something that is really ailing us and then say, okay, I'm going to choose to be done with, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to be done with this for a while. And now I'm going to focus on something that feels good because I know for me in the, in the past, when I would feel pain, I, I would really indulge in it. I'd put on, I'd put on music that would, I originally thought that, you know, me singing and and crying and, and, and screaming to, you know, certain alternative rock songs from the past, you know, it, it felt, yeah, there was a feeling of, um, catharsis. God, I hope that is the the plural of cathartic. There was a, a feeling there that, that felt good. It was a release, but then I didn't know how to get myself out of that feeling once I was in it. You know, it just didn't occur to me. Okay, well now I can listen to something more upbeat or do something that's going to make me feel better. Let me actively do something now that will make me feel better. You know, we get that choice once we allow ourselves to feel that little bit of pain. It's scary. It really is. It is scary. I mean, even now as I share this with you, you know, I'm still actively in this. The You know, I share this shit as I'm learning it and I will probably need reminders about this kind of stuff for the rest of my life. Because like anything that we do where we want to improve our overall well-being, it involves practice. This shit does not come naturally to a lot of us. Our brains have been trained um, to work in a certain way that doesn't always serve us, but we're so used to it. And then we think, you know, 
well, how am I supposed to stop doing this? I've always done this. This is the only thing I know. The only way, of course, to change something like that is to acknowledge it, be aware of it, and say, I want to choose something different and then just allow that process to unfold. It might be, it might take a very long time. It might be very slow moving, but it's possible. It really is possible. And I'm really speaking to myself right now because I have moments where I'm like, man, I've come so far in the last couple of years. And then I have moments where I'm like, I am in the same fucking situation that I, you know, that, that I was in 10 years ago. And all of that is just, I think, so normal. What is normal? But it's typical. It's common. I, I think it's part of the process. So, um, it's a delicate balance of really feeling our pain and then also allowing ourselves to feel good, you know? But if you have a gnawing at you, that's like, there's some shit going on underneath here and I keep trying to distract myself, I would just pay attention to that. I still, I still do that for myself every day, you know, but then do something that feels good. You know, hopefully that isn't, um, ultimately hurting you, you know, but if you want to eat a donut, eat that fucking donut. But if you're going to eat the donut, let yourself enjoy the donut. Does that make sense? Can you hear me? Is anybody listening? Um, thank you so much for, for listening. And I hope that you are having a great day, a great week. I hope that you're making time for yourself. I hope that you're making time for fun. I hope you're making some time for your feelings and, uh, you know, not for days on end, but you know, even just for a little while each day, if you need to, thank you so much. And I love you guys. That self-help ideas and thoughts with Bethany. Oh, that was a good ending, you dickhead. <laughs>